It's 2022, it's January, and it's the perfect season to go back into and begin the Young Preachers Podcast. Listen, the start of this video, well, podcast, excuse me, is so crazy because what I'm going to talk about today is a amazing um, understanding and realization that I've had within myself, and it's going to help. Uh, me, it's going to help many people to walk in a freedom that they've probably never walked in <clears throat> because they're going to realize something so vitally important when uh, realizing who you are as a person, as a young ministry gift, as a uh, individual who loves God, loves God's people and wants to do something impactful. Wanting to impact the world, wanting to impact your city, your local church. And so with that, I say, welcome to the Young Preachers Podcast. Listen, I started um, with two videos and then I took a break. I stopped. Um, not because I was like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Not because I was timid about doing it. But for the simple fact of one thing and one thing only. And that is this one magical uh, word that has pretty much ruled a lot of the things that I've done and haven't done. And that is procrastination. Procrastination. I, you know, I don't think many people want to admit it, but I am a master procrastinator. Every time I say that I'm going to do something, every time I have a great idea and I'm like, oh, yes, this is the this is the season. This is the moment. God is speaking. I want to do this. I have a heart to do this. I have the passion to do this. And then I don't do it. And then I wait and then I say next time and then I say maybe next season, but I procrastinate. And I and I want to admit it. In front of you all, the listeners, in front of the whole world, because the whole world will one day listen to this podcast and they're going to have um, a clear understanding of what it means. Because this year, the year 2022, it's January, like I said. And I said every year, you know, everybody has New Year's resolutions. They have a New Year's resolution. They say, I'm going to lose this much weight. I'm going to eat this food. I'm going to stop eating this food. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to work on this degree. I'm going to do this and do that. This year, instead of having a New Year's resolution, I simply had a New Year's realization. A realization that everything that God had told me to do, Everything that God said, everything that God anointed me to do, everything that he had been speaking, yelling, ministering to me all my life, that it was building me to a point where one day I was going to have to actually act on the things that he told me. Everything that I prayed for, everything I said, God do in my life, everything that I wanted to happen one day. I was going to have to sit down and actually do what he said do. Honestly, this podcast is the first realization of that. It's the first uh, step in an amalgamation of God really trying to do things in my life. So with that being said, I'll start this um, conversation with this. 
Many times I believe that procrastination comes when we're speaking of young preachers, young ministry gifts, young people that love God. It's for the simple fact that we first don't believe in our ability to be unique. We, we, we think that because um, <clears throat> we are young, that is the tagline, or we're new at this, that is the tagline that makes us successful in uh, the pursuit that we, you know, that we are, you know, so special. That's our specialness, is that we're young. And to be honest, I don't fully understand that philosophy, but guess what? One day and one season of my life, at one point and one moment, I believed it. Because here's the thing. I think social media does a great job at um, exalting the best parts of ourself while hiding uh, the parts of us that are probably not as palatable for everyone else. Meaning that if you were a person who um, was very strong at verbal communication, but you hate being on video, or you're a person who um, loves to be on video, but you can't always hold the best of conversations. You're more scripted. You're more wanting something to say. Is that whatever medium or thing that you feel best at or you feel that you're good at that thing is the thing that you cling towards and you exalt it meaning that many people if you are a person like we're, we're on a podcast right now if you're a person who does not like to be on video the message that you want to send will probably be best suited for a podcast because don't nobody got to see you I mean, and of course, some people do videotape their podcasts and this podcast, I hope that we can move towards that in season two and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, if you don't want those things, you can use the medium that exalts the thing that you want to be on display. And the reason that that sometimes is so detrimental is because we view and think that who we are called to what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to react to things, how God wants us to respond to a generation or a people or a uh, demographic of people that needs us and needs what we're providing, whether that be ministry, whether that be a marketplace um, uh, uh, thing that you're doing. And we think that we have to do things for ourselves. So then when God hits us with the ideas and the plans and the things that we have to do that are going to make what he's calling us to do to be successful, we begin to wait and we begin to waver because on one end, the things that we're confident on will jump on it because we think that's how God wants to bless me. But what happens when what God wants to bless you with, you're not comfortable with? And now you cannot lean on the one thing, the two things that make you seem special and different because in this medium or in the medium that you're not comfortable in, everybody's doing it. So see, we have leaned on the ideology of home church. I'm going to explain what that means. When I was in, uh, when I was in college, I, I was a young preacher 
I had been preaching in my home church, the church that I grew up in, the church um, under my uh, under my pastor who who launched me into ministry, who licensed me, who prepared me, who put me through minister training classes. And I would preach at my home church. And every time people would tell me how much uh, the message impacted them, they would, they would be jumping up and down. They would be clapping. And I'm not saying this to exalt myself. I'm just saying that this is, this is the ideology that we go into. So I built up in my mind that honestly, I was a pretty good preacher. I was pretty effective in teaching the word of God. I was pretty effective in all the things that concerned and connected to the preach word, the Bible, the uh, the teaching of the word of God, the connecting with people, the pastoral side of it. I felt because I was a youth pastor, people loved me. And, 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 and so all these things connected to a certain way in my mind that said, you know what, whatever I'm doing here, it being successful, I could do it anywhere else and it would work. It, it, it will work. No, I will have no problem connecting with any demographic, any type of people, because there were old people, young people, people in the mid middle ages, married people, divorced people, all in my church. So I thought that that demographic of people, that one community and body of believers would, would uh, what's the word I'm trying to think, translate into everywhere I went. Then I went to college. And, and, and so some things begin to translate. I find a community of people. I, I find a, a group of friends who are very strong in the faith. And, and we then go on to um, do a lot of ministry together, travel and uh, do worship and do music. And, 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 and of course, but I always thought that everything that I did, no matter what, it translated. So I remember my first time preaching. And, and, and all this is going to make sense as far as the what I'm talking about, about procrastination, but just follow the story with me. <laughs> um, I, I remember preaching my first message, and <laughs> I would say that when I first got to college, I was not, I'm not going to say I was super religious, and I still don't think I was ever super, I don't think, I don't think I was ever super religious, but I think what happened was I was very enthralled in the idea of church i love church i loved how church worked i loved the intricacies of church the science of church and so because i grew up in a church where um you know we 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 sometimes wore robes we wore clergy attire we um we were very big on the presence of god we were very big on you know the idea of of allowing things to swell and build and grow in order to see the results of the glory of God coming into the room. So I took that ideology, that framework, that comfort, that's the word that I want you to remember, that comfort into trying to uh, preach pretty much to college students. Not just college students, but college students that didn't know God, college students that probably didn't care too much about God, College students that had that had, had bad experiences in church, that were hurt by church, that had been disrespected by the past and prior things that have happened in church. And so honestly, the vision and the view of church that they were going into um, did not have a most uh, did not have a real positive connotation to it or 
They had no basis for it. They had no idea what in the world we were doing wearing robes, <laughs> wearing clergy, having suits and ties on for a service. They had no basis for that. So I'll never forget my first time preaching. We, you know, we had been in a time where the spirit of God was just moving so heavily. And it was my turn, you know, on the roster to preach for our campus ministry. And <laughs> somehow, <laughs> um, our campus pastor, Pastor Antoine, um, at the time, talked me into wearing my robe uh, to preach it. Because we were, we were churchy, guys. We were so churchy. We loved church. We loved, you know, doing that. We had went and got custom robes made. We were so excited. It was just, it, that, it was a time in our life. And I'll never forget getting up and, you know, beginning to preach as I would preach, you know, at, at my home church. At the church that I, I learned, you know, my preaching style and what I like to do and how I like to begin and to and to build and to swell. And I watched as a room full of people looked at me with utter confusion. It wasn't that what I was preaching was extra and super deep or it wasn't that I wasn't saying anything that probably wasn't even interesting. I mean, it probably could have been interesting. It probably could have been good. But the problem was, is that I took my ideology, my framework, my basis into a space that had no understanding for what I was doing. And then I thought that it would translate. Now, this did something to me. It made me wonder, well, am I as anointed as, uh, you know, people have told me or, I'm, or I've even felt before? Or am I as cultured? Am, am I ready for this, to do this on a level and a platform that is beyond my local church? Am I good enough? Because if they did not like it, then that means that nobody really liked it and that everybody at my home church was just lying and saying it because they liked me. And this is how we see people fall into the identity crisis and then totally fall into procrastination. I don't think that it's because we're lazy. I don't think that it is because, you know, we don't want to do the work. I think many times the first threat and the first step to procrastination is the failed attempt to be special, to be unique. The first time you feel that you are not good enough to do what you are called to do, it builds a certain wall within you that never wants to feel that type of 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 uh, of backlash of you know of mistreatment of disrespect and and guess what? Did people mean that? No. Is that what was trying to be perpetuated in that moment? No. But the identity. That and the, 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 the feeling that comes to you in that place tells you that you're not enough. And then imagine if someone else came in, did the same thing I did and got a different result. Of course, that adds salt into the wound. And so this is what we see a lot of times when 
when when God has called us as young ministry gifts to do something and we feel like we are inadequate to do it because either of two things is that we've done it before and been burned. And so instead of continuing to try, we give up or it's that it seems that um, I'm going to use a uh, business term. The market is saturated. What social media <laughs> has been one, probably one of the biggest eye openers for some of us, because now when you were growing up and you was the young preacher at your church, you thought you were special. And now we all got Facebook and Instagram and we realize that everybody that's 12 trying to preach. Everybody that's 15 trying to preach. Everybody that's 20 and 22 and 23 got a ministry in a church. And so now what we thought made us unique really just causes us to blend in. So then when God gives you something that would make you to, 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 to shake yourself and wake up out of your bed to do the will of the Lord, we're afraid because honestly, it, 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 it scares us to step out on faith to do the thing that nobody else has done because at least if we did what everybody else has done, we'd have a framework for it. You know, on, on YouTube and all these things, they have all these frameworks. I'm going to give you the, the, the 10 steps to do this and the 12 steps to do that and the five steps to do this. And you can use this template and that template to do this. But what happens when you authentically are called to do the will and the work of God to do something that nobody has ever done? That's scary. That will put the fear of God in you. And so many times procrastination comes because I just don't know where to start. So this is this is a this is a clarion call to every procrastinator, to every person who feels inadequate because they feel that they cannot start. I say to you, just start. Do it even if you have no idea what you're doing. Because what procrastination does is it puts the word of God and space and then you. The reason that that's wrong, the reason that that's bad is because the farther the word gets from you, the fainter it is. And you'll realize that after time, you stop hearing what God said. I had to wake myself up and shake shake myself to say, I have to do what God called me to do. There's too many podcasts. There's too many YouTube videos and, 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 and content. There's too many businesses. There's too much ministry on the inside of me for me to continue to procrastinate. So from now on, I'm making a pledge. I'll make this pledge and we can look back at this podcast and I want to connect with you. I want to pray with you. I want to believe with you that we all can do this together is that we're going to go after everything that God said, even if we have no idea how to do it. We're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to believe until whatever he said becomes what we see. And we will never allow his voice to become faint in our life. Now, let me help you with this. Procrastination is not the key deterrent in many of our um, walk to successful uh, to successful purpose, 
to successful completion of purpose or or uh, walking into purpose. Procrastination isn't the key. What procrastination is, it is many times for us, it is the period in which our faith is tested. Because procrastination, for me, does not happen because of laziness. Procrastination happens for me because of doubt. Not doubt in God, but doubt in myself. Am I adequate enough to do this? Am I smart enough? Do I know enough? Am I? Do I have the right connections? Many times, when God will speak a thing to us, he says, I want you to do this thing. Now, we understand, and I'm not going to get super scriptural. I, I, I want this podcast to be something that's palatable for everybody to listen to wherever their walk with God may be. So I don't want to throw a whole bunch of scriptures at you, but I'll say this. The Bible declares that he hastens after his word to perform it. So we use the word of God. We use what God has said. We use what he is doing as a tool and a weapon and a and a uh, insurance policy, honestly, to get the things that God has called us to do in the earth done. So whenever God speaks to you and says something, the first thing you need to do is figure out what he said and who he said it to before. If you can find a scripture, if you can find a, a person in the Bible, if you can find a, a, a thing that he has done in the past that is connected to what he's saying now, you'll realize that he's giving instruction even when he's not speaking to you audibly in your ear and the angel comes down and tells you, <coughs> excuse me, that you're going to do this. It's still him speaking. And I think sometimes we, we discount, we discredit the power of the word of God to bring us out of a place of procrastination. Because if we will be honest with ourselves, many of us that procrastinate, and I put, I said many of us because I'm putting myself in there, but I'm telling you, I'm making a, a, a change today that I'm not going to sit on what God has called me to do anymore. But for many of us that procrastinate, the biggest thing that we do, the biggest thing that, 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 that we do is we sit there and we soak in the idea that we cannot do it. That we discredit and rob God of the ability to be God. If we would just go after what he said, I mean, full fledged, then if we failed, it could be on him. And you could leave the situation knowing that you've done everything in your power to do what he called you to do. So it's on him. And religious people might not like that. They might say, how dare you? But shut up. You have to understand that God is not man. He, he cannot lie. Everything he says, it will come to pass. The idea of it will come to pass means that no matter what, God's will will be done. Now, whether that be through you, 
or be through someone else. His will will be done. Just like in the Bible, we see when Judas, when Judas, um, uh, 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 um, when he sells out Jesus, we see that at that time, Judas holds a position in, in the inner circle of Jesus' circle, the apostles uh, of all those that are with him. We see that just as soon as Judas is out of the picture, he has a replacement. Matthias comes as a way of replacement, and he comes because, guess what? He's been in proximity the whole time. So I, I I know that I I don't want I know that nobody wants to be Judas, and I'm not necessarily not I'm I'm definitely not calling you Judas, but what I'm saying is that when you make a mistake, and when you choose to kill instead of repent, that's when you will know that what God has for you you'll never see it. So I'm begging you today. Don't kill your dream. Don't give up on your vision. Don't allow your, your issues, what you've messed up in, where you've gone wrong, where you've made mistakes, to stop what God wants for you. To stop where God wants to take you. Because as much as you want to give up, as much as you want to give in, as much as you want to allow procrastination to stop you from doing it, do it anyways. Try it anyways. Fail and fail over and over and over again. Because until the day that the trumpet sounds, until the day that you close your eyes and you never open them again, you have the opportunity to change this world by doing what God called you to do. So don't give up. It's just that simple. Because I'm making a vow that I will no longer sit on what God called me to do. And that everything that he said for me to do, I'm going to run after it. I will no longer procrastinate. I will no longer allow fear to rule me. I will no longer allow my insufficiencies my inadequacies, my uh, indiscrepancies, my uh, insecurities, that's a big one, to stop what God is calling me to do. I put myself to the back burner. I put myself to the side and allow God to do a world changing work in me. Let's pray together. Father, we honor you. We glorify your holy name. We thank you for every person that listens to this podcast, because you know what? Every person that listens to this podcast is a world changer. Beyond them being young, beyond them being uh, uh, new to ministry, beyond them being new to, to serving you and walking with you, beyond all that, Father, they are ones that are going to change the world. They're going to be ones who no longer allow procrastination to rule them. I come against the spirit of procrastination right now in the name of Jesus, because I believe that it is trying to rip and rob your people from the will and the purpose that you've called them to. And I say no more. God, I just pray that you would invest in them, <clears throat> enthrall them 
impart into them a new level of assurity in their call that no matter what the enemy tries to do, no matter what he tries to speak, no matter what he tries to do, no matter what he tries to throw at them, that they will be victorious in going after their vision. That procrastination will no longer be a point of contact in the conversation that they have with you. That when you speak, they will move with haste and with strength. And that they will not give up their dreams, their visions, their powers, their focuses in order to allow what they feel inadequate at to stop them from doing what you called. I come against that in the name of Jesus and I declare a new strength, a new power, a new assurity, a, a new grace over your people. That they will know that you have them. That they're going to give it all they have in this season. That 2022 will be a year that they say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to give up until it's done. Father, I thank you for the passion, the power, the, the, the fervency of your people to do your will. I decree it. I declare it in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Listen, guys, I want to know um, what's on your heart, what's on your mind. If you would leave a comment, if you would share this podcast, if you would connect with me, Trevor Clayton, on social media, if you would allow all these things to not stop you. Stop procrastinating. Start doing. Let God guide you into all things, into all truth. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you this season. Listen, I'm excited for this season. I'm excited for all the episodes that are coming out. I promise you, we will be posting videos once a week. I have the next this whole entire season mapped out at this point. And so I can't wait to connect with you. Happy 2022. We've got this. Let's do this. God bless.